Good morning there, listeners. Welcome to Subject ACT, your show all about Canberra, the ACT. Uh, any other names for Canberra? I'm thinking the nation's capital, that's another one. Uh, isn't it the, the, the Garden City or something? Other? I like, think that might be um, Melbourne or something. Oh, okay. Well, it yeah. doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> keep building roads that are yeah, well, right. suburbs and, uh, you know, <laughs> used to have a gardeny sort of feel. Or yeah. bush, bush capital, the bush capital. Bush capital, that of was course. It, yeah, yeah. And that actually won that um, license plate. Uh, it did, Pole. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't like those yeah. sort of things. You I stay think, out of them. I think they're dinky. <laughs> <laughs> just have a, just have a number plate. Who cares what it says? <laughs> You're with here with me, Nathan Gubler, on Monday morning. Uh, subject ACT is on from eight thirty till nine a.m. weekdays. And today I have JG Montgomery, aka James Montgomery Wilcox, who is the author of a couple of books. Haunted Britain and Haunted Australia. Uh, is it also correct to uh, classify you as a ghost hunter? Is that correct? I wouldn't say wouldn't say ghost hunter so much. Um, yeah. I like investigating the stories, uh, yeah. like uh, the history of the places, and try to tie the the, the, the sort of the ghost law or the folklore in with the history of the place. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, uh, I suppose you're ghost hunting programs you see on television where they all run around with their um, infrared cameras and scare the willies out of each other. Yeah. I'm not so much into that. Yeah. Um, but more the stories. We might we might um, dig a little bit into that sort of thing in a moment, but I want to know, uh, how did you uh, first get interested in collecting the uh, stories of alleged ghost sightings? I was, uh, well, I was born in England, and um, uh, when I was sort of seven, eight years old, nine years old, um, I pretty much had a free reign to do anything I want, and, mm. and, and, and England in those days still had um, remaining World War II structures, right. in old airfields, bomb shelters, all sorts of stuff, which were really interesting and quite scary as a little kid to go in, but mm. you mm. do it anyway because you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah. um, as well as that, there was uh, you know old Tudor houses, there's abandoned mansions, and the, the, the castles that were uh, you know in various um, degrees of, of ruin and the stories, even even then, I can remember there was always stories about you know ghosts in, in the woods, ghosts in in you know that house, whatever, mm. and, um, and and it fascinated me, and uh, it, uh, it it helped that I had a sort of love of history even at that age. Mm. You know, mm. th these old old buildings were just incredible, so um, it, it all sort of yeah it all sort of grew from that. Yeah. So, um, your books have been on uh, Britain and Australia, but to your understanding, uh, ghost sightings, is it a universal phenomena or is it um, restricted to uh, so-called Western countries? Uh, no, definitely universal. Yeah. Um, it, there's, there's numerous um, Japanese stories on ghosts and they, mm -hmm. they, they actually, uh, they mirror the, the sort of the, the Western ideal of a ghost as well. Um, Do you know if that's because they imported those ideas from, uh, or is it just a coincidence? It could be. Uh, I don't think it's imported. Um, yeah. Even even in some of the old, um, some of the ancient writings from the Greeks, they um, talk about ghosts in the way that we sort of see them today as well. You know, mm. clanking chains and all that sort of thing. Um, apparitions wandering through buildings. So yeah, okay. So yeah, it's fairly universal. Mm. Which um, I suppose it gets to that. Uh, to the question that if so many people are reporting sort of the same thing over and over and over and they have no reason to report this and, mm. and, and they probably don't even know each other, um, that something, 
seems to be happening there. Mm. Um, what it is, I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've got a number of theories, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we don't know. But these things happen over and over again. Uh, the Tower of London, for instance, uh, we get stories of Anne Boleyn um, being headless. And mm, people mm. report this quite often. Mm. Um, are they making it up? Some, yeah, I would say they were. Uh, but others, as I said, have no have no reason to make this stuff up. Mm. Um, I guess a lot of people get um, quite, uh, you know, convinced. It's not like people are making it up, like, cynically. It's that people see something well, and then perceive it as such. Yeah, so there's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess, you know, if you go to a place... You go to an old castle or a, a down into the dungeon, they, then, and they're quite creepy. Um, mm, mm. People uh, become hyper aware. They, uh, they, you know, they expect something to happen. So, you know, the slightest gust of wind on the, on their ear could be something they could construe that as being touched. Mm. Um, the smallest noise suddenly becomes something quite loud. Uh, you know, you get knocking on plumbing in old houses. You get possums on the roof. Um, all, all these things. And if you're in a sort of hyper arousal stage. Um, mm. Uh, so you're sort of hypersensitive. You could construe that as being of a supernatural sort of uh, origin. Mm, mm. Um, so uh, I was all talking before, as I mentioned before, there's ghost hunters. Do you uh, give much uh, like credence to those that uh, have these um, so-called technologies that can? detect ghosts or I don't know, are you a bit more old fashioned that it's <clears throat> excuse me, that it's kind of just seen in uh, certain circumstances? I, uh, be careful here <laughs> <laughs> I um, I don't disbelieve so much, but mm. I'm highly sceptical mm. um, I can tell you a story that I uh, I was down in Burnham, which is a Georgian mansion built in the 1890s, it's down near Bombala and uh, <coughs> This is one of the times where I've seen technology actually work, and it quite surprised me to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, and we were in a, a room where the owner had seen a, a, the ghost of a little girl at the foot of his bed, and there's no electricity in in the you know, majority of this this old house. And I had one of those EMF meters, which is an electromagnetic frequency. And mm -hmm. a lot of ghost hunters will say that you know if this thing starts beeping. It's the presence of a ghost, which it may be, but mm. it's also the presence of, of any electrical field. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. you've got to be highly sceptical. If I had one in here, it would be going off crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. But in this uh, this one room, and there's no electricity up there, um, I put the thing on the bed, and it started beeping and showing that there was some something happening there. And I took it off, and it stopped. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't explain that. Yeah. But, um, but again, I'm sceptical. It was it was it was interesting, an interesting mm. sort of observation. But by and large, I'm not uh, I'm not a great believer in 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 these um, you know, people walking around with instruments. With to instruments, yeah. sim Simply for the fact they're trying to record something, and we don't know what it is they're trying to record. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, if you watch, there was the the English program Most Haunted, which. Uh, ran for about 10 series or 12 or yeah, something right. ridiculous it's the first programs i think that they, they were genuine they yeah. were really trying to find you know evidence of ghosts and didn't find much at all mm. but by you know five or six series i'm pretty sure they were faking it yeah to, to, right. to, to build up an audience and build up that expectation that, that yeah. tension that something's going to happen yeah so it, it's that i find that really annoying and, and people do fake it a lot mm. And that really annoys me because it uh, 
it's taking away from something that I think we should be trying to find out more about. Mm. Um, another thing that uh, I was doing a bit of reading about ghost hunters, another thing that they um, say that um, ghosts are more likely to um, be present in so-called cold spots. Are you aware of any of that? Yeah, sort yeah, of definitely. Thing? Is that, uh, and, and is that like widely reported? That's, by that, that's a common, okay. a common thing. Uh, really chilly spots in a corner of a room. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, that's widely reported. Uh, I, I, I had a uh, when I was writing my very first book on the ghosts. It was called A Case for Ghosts. It was published about five, six years ago. Yeah. Um, I was out on a bucks night of all things, and uh, I was talking to a mate of mine who'd been to Port Arthur. Mm. And he, and out of the blue, he's just saying he'd been in the uh, in the model prison, which is the the big prison there, the ruined prison. And he said he went into one of the the cells, and it was it was in summer, so it was a warm day. And he said it was absolutely freezing in there, and he couldn't believe how cold it was. Mm. And um, so he came back out and said, I can't believe how cold it is in there. And then he found out later that this was the cell that uh, one of the convicts had hung, hung themselves, hanged themselves in. Mm. And um, I'd also been to Port Arthur a few years previous and been in the same cell, and it was freezing in there. And mm. I thought, mm. yeah, it's an old stone building, yeah, yeah. so of course it's cold, but none of the other cells were the same. Mm. And the fact that he brought up that story that it was absolutely freezing in that little, mm. in that in that one cell, and when I went in there, it was also freezing. Sort of um, uh, corroborated, uh, you know, our stories. Yeah. Again, whether it's a ghost. Yeah, because because a lot, I'm sure a lot of those buildings weren't, um, you know, uh, a lot of yeah, there was a lot of death they're, they're at, 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 um, <laughs> at Port Arthur as well. So well, Port Arthur is a very very interesting site. It's it, it's uh, it's a fantastic site and probably has mm. one of the best ghost tours you'll ever see or ever go on yeah um i yeah unfortunately didn't go on that but um so are there numerous uh sightings uh outside of that one that you just mentioned at port arthur, at port arthur yes yeah. yeah yeah there's uh there's a classic in uh i think it's the commandant's hut oh, i'll probably get this wrong but uh, <laughs> but there's a rocking chair in there that that, that that often people walk in and the chair is rocking yeah right and um, yeah. it didn't do it when I was there. I sat there looking at it. And I was uh, <laughs> trying to will it to rock, but it didn't. It didn't happen. Um, and, there, and there's there's numerous other stories from. Um, I had a uh, when I went to, to university. I was doing cultural heritage. My, um, my one of my lecturers was uh, worked on the restoration of the of the actual whole site. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah. yeah, he um, they were sleeping in. And again, I think it was the commandant's hut, but I, I may be wrong. They were sleeping in there while they were working on 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 the uh, on the site. And one of the tradies in there um, woke up one night quite distressed because something that was pushing down on his chest and he couldn't mm -hmm. breathe. And um, and they all assured him that he was having a nightmare and it was all okay. So he went back to went back to sleep. But then he woke up again and saw a woman in a white dress, sort of Victorian style, I mm. gather walking past the window along the, the porch outside and he'd had enough then he um took off <laughs> he, he, he didn't come back uh, and so oh sorry another yeah. story was yeah, yeah. Uh, that i heard was they um they used to hear footsteps in one of the uh, attic rooms in one of these these buildings that they were they were um uh, restoring and so one day they finally um 
finally decided to see what it was, you know, some mm. possums or something like that, and climbed up there, and in the dust that had settled on the on the floor, they f- found little footsteps, yeah, you know, right. like, a, like a child, yeah, which um, which was interesting and would scare the willies out of me. But yeah. <laughs> Um, I, uh, there's an extract on your website, which we've linked on the Subject ACT Facebook page, which actually talks about a ghost sighting at Lake George. Can you talk a little bit about that one? Oh, the Lake George ones, it's, 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 it's interesting. There's a few, um... I know you expressed a bit of scepticism about that one. Yeah, there's, there's, well, there is, there's a sighting of a, of a, a ghost often, uh, towards Collector. Uh, a man in a long black coat wearing a top hat mm. um, and I somehow sometimes think that maybe that that ghost is somehow connected to the Lake George sighting. The Lake George sighting is, is, is probably a classic urban myth really of your sort of hitchhiker ghost which you can find all around the, all around the world where you know uh, a person's driving along and they find a hitchhiker they let them in the car mm. usually in the back seat. Mm. Because it doesn't work if in the front, uh, and then um, they ask them, you know, where they're going. They say such and such, so, and they drive along, and then the the, the the driver looks around, and the and the person is gone. So mm-hmm. they go to where uh, they wanted to be dropped off, only to be to find out from whoever's at the uh, at that place that they died five years ago or something other. And um, it's the classic hitchhiker ghost, and it's 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 it, it's seen all around the world there was mm. there was a case in south africa in the 1970s a motorcyclist who apparently the same thing happened mm. um he picked up a girl um on the back of his motorcycle he had two helmets on there luckily because he was going somewhere where he needed two helmets i don't yeah, know yeah. i can't quite remember but um gave her this helmet and uh rode along for a, a while then he realized that something was bumping into his back and um stopped and the girl was gone and the helmet was there mm. maybe she fell off i don't know but yeah that's uh, that's I, I think it's a bit of an urban, urban myth that uh, hitchhiker ghost because mm. i remember in that story is um you mentioned that the next day they found in the newspaper the very person that they'd seen on the side of the road so. yeah again it's um whether or not that uh i mean it'd be very hard to tell what someone looks like in the dark i guess that's yes. the first thing that comes to my mind yeah yeah and, and if you think of it when, yeah if you're driving down a darkened road there's no lights out there and mm, you get a yeah. flash of a person through your, your car headlights so it's yeah. only for a few seconds mm. it uh you could easily be mistaken yeah and that brings to mind as well um i was wondering if um ghosts are included in the folklore of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people? Uh, most definitely are, but yeah. I tend to stay away from Indigenous uh, folklore. I studied it at university for a long time, mm. um, but I generally stay away from... Um, it's just a matter of not really knowing too much about it. I don't, you don't I, want to speculate. I, I, know, I know, I know a bit about it, but yeah. I'd rather not, uh, rather not write about something which is which is not my culture. And yeah. I, 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 you know, I respect that. And, yeah. and even the stories that I have heard, um, I'd rather not report on them. Yeah, absolutely. You're back on subject ACT. You're listening to me, Nathan Goodwell. I'm talking to J. G. Montgomery. Uh, who is the author of Haunted Britain and Haunted Australia. And we're talking about 
ghosts here on Subject ACT and ghost sightings, lots of ghost sightings. Um, I was interested in whether you've done much looking into uh, whether the people that report ghost sightings are religious in any way, if there's any um, you know, uh, intersection between... Uh, believers of even like certain denominations and uh, ghost sightings. Uh, generally, no. It, um, it, it it seems that the the, the the phenomena is is just widespread right across mm. all, sorts of, all sorts of people. Uh, you know, to be fair, I've um I've interviewed some people that have uh, well, let's say I've raised my eyebrows mm-hmm. at their beliefs, um, but. Uh, Generally, no. It, does, it doesn't appear that way. Um, I mean, I, I tend to follow sort of a pagan belief, if anything. Yep. And um, but but no, I, I I haven't seen any correlation. But it might be something I might start. I suppose I, I might suppose, start looking at that. Actually, yeah. To <laughs> I suppose um ghosts maybe fit more into pagan mythology than christian mythology because i mean just off the top of my head i think like the idea of ghosts is a bit antithetical it, to it christian defi- belief it, it definitely is because yeah. uh it, it just doesn't make any sense if you're t- if we're talking a uh, christian sort of belief uh you've got your afterlife but that's in you know heaven or hell and or it's immediately after death yes right? yeah. and, and then so there's no if you look at it that way there's no place for for what we call a ghost mm. because that's that's uh something yeah which is yeah. just outside that that scope uh, even even though i guess with you've got uh, your what your holy trinity the um, father son holy, holy, ghost. holy ghost yeah well you know a bit of hypocrisy there doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and the wording obviously is uh hotly contended between anglicans and Catholics as well. Yeah. Catholics say Holy Spirit now. I think the Anglicans still say know. Holy Ghost. I, yeah. I, 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 I haven't stepped foot in the church in a while. Yeah, quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose when you're pagan, you're not not made to feel uh, welcome. It's, 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 it's generally, generally weddings and funerals. <laughs> right. Um, so oh, I was going to say, so uh, pagan uh, mythology. So does that include any other sort of um, spirits or? Oh, generally we're looking at, uh, you're talking about, you know, spirits of the land, the oceans, the seas, the rivers, the, the mountains. Mm. Um, you know, that sort of feeling. You walk down to a river or somewhere, it's a nice spot and sit down, you just can feel that something, um, you know, you feel that there's something there, something bigger than yourself mm. or, or you're part of something. It's mm. uh, that indefinable sort of uh, mm. being, I guess. Mm. Um, whether that's got a connection to... The ghost, ghost and supernatural. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I doubt it. Mm-hmm. But as I said, it's a field that we know little about. Yeah. So, so you you mentioned purgatory um, because I've seen some you know fiction that talks about um, that depicts ghosts inhabiting purgatory. That, so, so that speak. could be the where they exist. Yeah. I, have I you suppose. Have I, you ever specu- Yeah. Have you ever speculated on? Um, what, uh, how ghosts uh, are even able to exist in the first place? Like, are they contingent on a purgatory sort of realm, or do they inhabit the earth like every other creature? Or does that question make sense? It does. Um, like, as, are, are as people the... seeing a different realm? 
when like it's like that's, a window to a different that's realm. That's a possibility. Or, uh, yeah. if, if we look at ghosts, there's, a, there's a, there generally what we what we what we what we believe or what we see is 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 sort of shaped by popular fiction. Mm. Um, so you know we have programs on the telly. You know there was Supernatural and there's Ghost Hunters and then there's mm. you know and you know the ghost is always the spirit of someone who died tragically and has come back to avenge their life or mm. something like that. And it appears in some cases that this is true, but generally when we're talking ghosts, it, all we're looking at is a, uh, is a is a replay of history for, that for some reason under you know some environmental conditions gets replayed and we can see it. For instance, uh, if you think of um, the very first Star Wars movie, 1977, mm. I think it was, and there's a scene where Prince, where where um, R2D2 and Luke Skywalker, uh, Luke Skywalker in the um, Millennium Falcon, and there's a little hologram of Princess Leia, mm. and she's saying something like, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're the only one who can do something or other." And mm. that little that little uh, hologram plays over and over. If we think of a ghost like that. I think we're sort of on the right track. We're mm. seeing a replay of history that, for some reason, it gets replayed. Mm. Um, and and why I don't know. Mm. So so they're, 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 whether they exist, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it raises that question. Is this your uh, theory, or is this held by other people? This is held. This this is this theory is held by a lot of other people. Okay. It's called the stone tape theory. Um, okay. in that that buildings and places can somehow record. Uh, bits of history, mm. a bit like how a magnetic tape mm. um, would record music, mm. and that somehow the, the the I don't know the feeling, the emotions, the mm. of, of of whatever was happening in that room over a long period of time has somehow become part of that place, mm. and as I said, gets replayed. Mm. But that's not to say that all ghosts are the same, um, right. because we have. Um, that a replay is obviously you can't interact with. It's not going to interact with you. But mm. there's there's stories, and I um, was talking uh, to some people in the Red Lion Pub, which is in Avebury in 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 Wiltshire, uh, who were telling me of a ghost there by the name of Flory, who goes around and you know taps people on the shoulder and mm. and mucks up the bar and moves glasses and mm. tips things over and. Mm. Um, which sort of shows some sort of intelligence. Mm. So, and, and, and doesn't, and, and this ghost, this ghost Flory doesn't follow a, a, a set path. Mm. So it's not a replay of history. Mm. It's, it's something else. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, I think just having ghosts as someone who died and, mm. and this is their spirit is completely wrong. Um, we're slowly running out of time, but I just quickly want to ask, um, because um, to my mind, the uh, majority scientific consensus is that the existence of ghosts, there's no evidence there's no for evidence. that. Yeah. So how do um, people who are interested in finding this phenomena, uh, how do they reconcile with that? Well, as someone who's, who has a degree in applied science, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I reconcile it by the fact that there's just so many reports over so many years mm. and they all generally have the same sort of characteristics. Mm. Uh, they're by people who don't know each other and people who don't, they've never, um, who 
often don't even believe in ghosts mm. and then they see something yeah, and say, wow yeah. you know i didn't believe in ghosts right but now you know i'm 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 not that sure that i you know right about yeah. it um okay. so i the way i see it is there's got to be something in there i don't i don't know what it is mm. um not not psychology or anything well, look, I, I, I've got no doubt that in some cases people under the influence of uh, drugs, alcohol, grief, and, grief could yeah, do it as yeah. well. Um, I've got no doubt that under those circumstances people could mm. see ghosts. And there's other things like uh, very low frequency sound waves mm. have been shown to bring on hallucinations. Mm. But again, this doesn't uh, this doesn't account for mm. the, the, the the huge amount of reports. Mm. I, you know, I always think it, uh, that. Um, even if you discount 75, 80% of ghost reports as being something normal but mm. unexplainable, then you've still got a huge amount of, uh, of, of reports that we simply have mm. no idea what they are. Mm. Unfortunately, James, we're quickly running out of time. So where can people get a hold of uh, copies of the book? Sadly, they're not, for, they're not in bookshops here because uh, yeah. they've been published, uh, published in the US and right. the UK. Uh, but you can jump online. Uh, if you Google JG Montgomery... Um, haunted Britain or Haunted Australia, mm. you'll uh, you'll find it online. And just quickly, you've got a new book coming out very soon. I, uh, so. I do, yeah. I just got a contract the other day. Yeah. And so um, now I'm under pressure to meet deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, Castle Ghosts of uh, Castle Ghosts of England. So it covers over 100, 100 different castles and um, the folklore and the, the, the you know, the history and, and the ghost lore of these places. Uh, I'm under pressure to make deadlines as well. We've only got <laughs> a minute left. Uh, you're listening to... You've been listening to Subject ACT. I've been talking to JG Montgomery, who is author of Haunted Britain and Haunted Australia. Thanks so much for coming in, James. Thanks, Nate. It's been fun. And you can find this episode in podcast form uh, very shortly after the end of the broadcast. And you can find us on Facebook... Just type in uh, Subject ACT and you can find us there and all sorts of other episodes. Uh, stay tuned to 2XXFM for more quality programming on your people-powered radio station.